Did Facebook decide to scoop up some private messages that you sent on their platform and send them to the FBI? Because that's what Facebook's been doing. I appreciate you being so forthright. As I said, this is actually from litigation between the state of Missouri and the state of Louisiana and the federal government. I, I anticipate that your remarks under oath today are going to be very interesting and helpful to that litigation. That's Senator Josh Hawley speaking to a Facebook executive named Chris Cox. I mean, it was bad enough with what they were doing with doctors. Who do you think you are to censor information from eminently qualified doctors who had the courage and compassion to treat COVID patients when the NIH guideline was basically, if you, get te- if you test positive for COVID, COVID, go home, be afraid, isolate yourself, don't do anything until you're so sick, we'll send you to the hospital, we'll give you remdesivir. That was Senator Ron Johnson. It's not just Facebook, and it's not just censorship. It's the purchasing of propaganda videos. Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. From the very beginning of the podcast, our partners, Bulwark Capital Management, and my brother, the chief investment officer there, Zach Abraham, stood with us. We would not be anywhere near where we're at without the good Lord, without you, and without those folks. It's knowyourriskradio.com, by the way. Miranda Devine has been all over really important stories with the New York Post. And I'm not certain why this got shoved into the opinion section other than she's an opinion writer, because this stuff isn't in question. Uh, The evidence for this is so profoundly clear. This is Miranda writing in the New York Post. Facebook has been spying on private messages and data of American users and reporting them to the FBI if they express anti-government or anti-authority sentiments or question the 2020 election, according to sources within the Justice Department. So there are good people in the Justice Department. And we need to pray for them and and praise God that they're telling the truth because that utterly corrupt agency, corrupt at the top, clearly there's some people inside who want us to know how corrupt it is. Uh, I would ask that we pray prayers of protection upon them because when a nation is forced by its bosses to stand in lies, well, that nation is opposed to God. And that has demonstrably bad results for nations that allow that to happen. Back to Miranda Devine's writing. Under the FBI collaboration operation, somebody at Facebook red flagged these supposedly subversive private messages over the past 19 months and transmitted them in redacted form to the Domestic Terrorism Operation Unit at FBI headquarters in Washington, D.C. without a subpoena. It was done outside the legal process and without probable cause, alleged one of the sources who spoke on condition of anonymity. Facebook provides the FBI with private conversations that are protected by the First Amendment without any subpoena. 
So there is a definition to that word that the left loves to throw around, particularly the kids in Antifa love to throw around the phrase fascist. This is fascism. I mean, we live in an era of the changing of definitions of things, but this is fascism. And the fascism is the coming together of countries, the, the governments and the companies to control the populace. That's, it's un, 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 undebatable that that is the core definition and really the only definition of fascism. And it always ends in violence. It has to. Because people are going to resist this because God gave us the ability to sense evil. And some people choose to ignore that. God gave us a conscience. And some people choose to rent that out. And when I say rent it out, they, they choose to outsource the structure of their morality to the state or to Hollywood or to this case, Silicon Valley and the state, which, which as we dig further into this, it's the same thing that they're one entity. And I hope that this makes sense because sometimes I get questions about people from people saying, why don't you talk more about the Democrats? You spend a lot of time talking about the party, but why aren't you talking about the Democrats? Because it's not a, a it's not a party battle. Again, where is Mitch McConnell? I could ask that about everything, except for occasionally a Supreme Court seat. Where is he? Where's Kevin McCarthy on this? Well, Kevin McCarthy, in fact, is on record asking Facebook to do more to shut up conservatives who had questions about the 2020 election. He's, he's, he's on the phone with his dear, dear friend, Liz Cheney. Begging for that. It's not a party issue. It's not a Republican and Democrat issue. And the reason we use the phrase, the party is I, I will try to explain this to folks who are new to the podcast because we've gone through a tremendous period of growth. Thank you. Thank you, God. The party is tech and finance. It is academia, the media, and deep state actors. And deep state actors are not just the FBI. It includes the CDC and the FDA. And at the center of all this is pharma, tech, pharma, finance. And they're all aligning to force us to give them their money. Give, give them our money and our bodies and our consciences. And you apply this by looking at the same actors, different stage scenario. The same actors behind the COVID flu are those, those actors are also the actors behind trans and kids. They're also the actors behind the food shortage, which is coming. And, and how can I say it's the same thing? Well, because we saw it coming two and a half years ago. It was self-evident that this would happen. Plus, Klaus Schwab told us it would happen. The energy crisis, which is a manufactured crisis in Europe, which is coming to the United States. It may not be as bad here, thank God, but it's, it's going to cause deaths in Europe. Same actors, different stage. You know, pharma may not be connected with that directly, 
except they sit on each other's boards. <laughs> they all cooperate and sit on each other's boards. So it should not shock the it should not shock us. It could shock the conscience that this is going on. But there's more to this. There is a gentleman who is a trial lawyer. And he is he is not a Donald Trump supporter. And he um, got approached online by someone from an organization that pretends to care about the quality of information to which people in the United States have access. Um, this is called the, the, the Good Info Group. We'll talk about this group. And he happens to be an attorney. And, oh, and by the way, um, he happens also to be a professed follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. And in his own biography says that he wants to be molded into being more like the Lord Jesus Christ, which might be an answer as to why he said no to the money. Plus, it's not much money. So this gentleman's name is Preston Moore. And he was approached by someone uh, representing the Good Information Foundation. And the Good Information Foundation is an Orwellian name from an Orwellian person, Rick Stengel, former Undersecretary of State for Barack Hussein Obama, mm -mm -mm, God bless Rush, emphasizes that America is in an information crisis and disinformation is threatening public health, safety, social trust, and democracy. Let's go back through those. Public health, the party. Safety, the party, same people arguing for gun control, social trust, the party, what they call democracy, the party. And where's Mitch McConnell? With the party. Mitch and Kevin are with the party. There is one party. Yes, there's minor differences. Sometimes they're, they're major skirmishes. Pro-life versus abortion. They have to have the wedge issues. If there's no wedge issues, then it's not a divide and conquer phenomena. And they, they function within the divide and conquer phenomena. Incidentally, as I understand it, this group is a 501c3, which would mean that they don't get to do what they're doing. And, and furthermore, this guy being a lawyer, he didn't just pop out and say this stuff. He has proof. He seems like a pretty solid attorney because he has proof. And by the way, he's clearly an ethical man. To bring this to our attention, this is what he posted on TikTok. I was just offered $400 to make an anti-Donald Trump propaganda post related to the January 6th investigation. That is completely not true. I should start out this video by saying I'm not a Donald Trump supporter, so that should give a little bit of context to where I'm coming from. I'm an attorney. I post legal news and analysis on related topics. Okay, here we go with the story. So first thing first, I get an email from somebody with the Good Info Foundation. We'll talk about them a little more in a minute. I'm going to refer to this person as Jane. Jane sent me a message letting me know she represented the Good Info Foundation and that she was willing to offer a paid collaboration to discuss some topics related to January 6th. 
I said, sure, why not? I'll learn some more. Jane says the Good Info Foundation will give me $400 to make a post on my page and then share it to Instagram. So you see that blue link? All right, here, we're going to follow it. These are the specific requirements in order to obtain that $400 of how I should refer to the January 6th capital raid. Number one, I must call this a criminal conspiracy. Number two, I must say Trump Republicans were responsible. Number three, I must frame it as an attack on my country, an attack on America or Americans, a criminal conspiracy and a committed crime. I must attribute the matter to MAGA Republicans. I must make clear that this was ongoing and unresolved. And most importantly, that I must channel all of this unto the manipulation of voter agencies so that I could turn their anger around this event into defiance that would make people more likely to vote in midterms. And the thing that struck me the most was this part, where I was told to talk about the aspects of the Trump campaign's plan. And I was supposed to say that the Trump campaign paid literally millions of dollars to make January 6th happen. So I figured, you know, maybe I missed something. So I said, hey, Jane, what is the basis for the claim that the Trump campaign itself paid millions of dollars to make the January 6th siege of the Capitol happen? Jane doesn't answer the question. Hi, Preston. If you don't want to state that in the video, it's fine. You don't have to use all the bullet points provided. So I kept going. Sure, I'm just wondering if there's support for that claim. Jane doesn't answer again. Let me know if you are interested and the rate works for you. Thanks so much. I'm not interested and the rate doesn't work for me. This is the Good Info Foundation. They boast on their homepage that good information is the lifeblood of a democracy. How many people have taken this money and not said anything? I mean, to make a quick little video, that video is two minutes. Two, two minutes and change, 400 bucks. I mean, I guess per hour, that's not bad money. That's $40,000 per hour or something. It's not bad money for a little video on TikTok. And all you have to do is sell out just a little bit. And it's not a mistake, I think, that they targeted him because he's an attorney. And that raises another really serious question. They're not stupid people. They're evil people, or at least they're doing evil. But they're not stupid. So they're targeting attorneys, which would indicate to me that attorneys have done this. They're targeting it because, remember last week we talked about the illusion of respectability? Because to many people, attorneys still convey respect because they have that title, Esquire. Well, this gentleman, Preston Moore, it's, it's heroic because the party will be all over him. They're going to look for any way they can to attack this guy and to tear him down. So if we're keeping track, our private messages from Facebook have been scooped up because they don't like our tone or they don't like our questions. Those are being sent to the FBI without subpoena. Now, do we think the FBI is not intellectually metabolizing these? Of course they are. And they're using it to manufacture the next crisis that they're headed towards. Over the weekend, there are a whole series of ads on Twitter pushed out once again, if you see something, say something about your friends being radicalized. They are continuing to try to find anything they can call domestic terror and then wrap around white supremacy and white nationalism. They're going to continue this push in this obsession because it is key to a color revolution. 
And incidentally, that was a phrase that scared the heck out of me when people began talking about this being applied to the United States. But now I'm watching people. We started talking about it well over a year ago. Now I'm starting to see people like Jeff Clark, who's a former United States Department of, of Justice double assistant AG. I don't know what double assistant AG means. Maybe he had two different jobs, but he was at the Department of Justice. And this guy, he, he, he could be throwing his career away saying this. He refers to this as a color revolution style approach. A color revolution is the technique that our country has used to take down countries like Ukraine. Do you remember the, um, the, the, the audio clip we played from the Oliver Stone documentary, which got disappeared from the web? It was the story of Ukraine and about the coup the color revolution that our CIA launched in Ukraine. And we're now, what, $50 billion into the results of that? So we have to think, well, they would do this anywhere but here? When they're tied up with globalists and the goal is the flattening of things, because a strong United States stands in their way, and particularly a moral United States. And a godly United States stands in their way. There is not a thing proposed by the party that is supported by the Bible. There's not a thing in the Bible the party supports. It's the easiest pass-fail test in history. Find me a thing the whole party supports that's biblical. And yes, I'm aware that there's these minor deviations, although, I mean, the, the doing away with Roe versus Wade is not minor. I'll continue to give Mitch credit on that. But that's the same Mitch who's simply going at it a different way, staying silent as kids are sterilized. It's, it's the same effect as abortion. It doesn't end a life. So in that regard, it's not the same but it steals a life and it steals lives to be. This is what Jeff Clark, this guy who worked at the DOJ, wrote about this propaganda purchasing propo videos from this guy, Preston Moore, who's admitted it and told us about it and is, is publicizing it. He says, the 1984 style named Good Information Foundation is run by Rick Stengel, President Barack Obama's Undersecretary of State for Public Diplomacy and Public Affairs. This shows that color revolution tactics like those used against the Ukrainian government in 2013 are being used here now. He references the Oliver Stone movie called Ukraine on Fire. He references it. He references the fact that the, 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 the committee, the so-called January 6th committee, I guess that's what it's named, but he says that they, in his talking points, also said, do not refer to this as a trial Refer to it as an investigation because, as he points out, they're not allowed to do a trial, but they're acting like it's a trial. We're living in times of disinformation, and this is so very, very important for us to, number one, praise God for truth. I mean it. I know that sounds mundane or even banal, but praise God for the existence of truth. And pray to God to be imbued by the Spirit of uh, the Holy Spirit with the truth of God, because this stuff is encompassing people all around us. And these are the things that we found out about 
the things that we've not found out about, imagine what exists below the surface because we now we know these things. So the FBI is consuming this information that it's getting, and, and it's not illegal since Facebook is giving it to them, and, and their terms of service say they can, except that it is clearly servicing a state actor. Next hour, we'll talk about what Facebook has done with the COVID flu and what Facebook did to shut people down questioning the COVID flu and what a Facebook executive admitted doing in regard to the COVID flu. There's much more to come this hour. So MSNBC, a Mockingbird Media member, turns to an interesting person in seeking analysis about uh, the FBI's trustworthiness. They turn to Peter Strzok. Remember Peter Strzok? I'll tell you what Peter Strzok said. So I am reading uh, a book and uh, well, that's a, hey, that's news. You're reading a book. Uh, I am reading a book by some gentlemen who are retired Navy SEALs. And I met them through my friend, Tim Cruikshank, uh, the CEO, founder and CEO of Bulwark Coffee. And this is a book series called The Shepherd Series. It's a fascinating, fascinating, um, it's an adventure read. And it's a fascinating plot that involves the most elite operators who join a private outfit and military operators, but they don't join it alone. It's a spiritual group. They go out and engage in battle against what are called the dark ones uh, who are satanic. And they are joined in battle by spiritual advisors. And there's much more in, and it's fascinating as these writers um, connect the spiritual uh, from a Christian perspective with fighting in the real world, in real battles. And I got to meet these guys, as I say, courtesy of Tim Cruikshank. And they wrote to me and said that Tim is a true brother and it is an honor to be able to help him. And Bonefrog Coffee is mentioned in these books. So as these books grow in influence, and I'm actually wearing a hat from the book series as I record this, Bonefrog grows. I mentioned this to you to let you know that that community of brothers, that's a real thing. So for people who've said, oh, well, no, that's neat that Tim was a, a Navy SEAL and the coffee tastes good and all that. Understand this, that the guys who wrote these books, uh, Jeff and Brian, wouldn't be mentioning Bonefrog Coffee in their, in their books if they didn't appreciate what Bonefrog does for the, the community of fallen Navy SEALs, particularly the families of the SEALs. So it's just one more testimony. Try the coffee. Decide based upon the taste of the coffee at bonefrog.us. If you are already taking the coffee and you're buying it bit by bit, please sign up for a subscription. You'll get lifetime 5% off at bonefrog.us. 
to me, this is just one more bit of validation that, yeah, the coffee's fantastic. I don't think these guys fool around with their coffee, but also that the brotherhood is real. You are legitimately helping the community of family members whose moms and dads, mostly dads, gave their lives in these elite units. It's bonefrog.us. They turned to Peter Strzok. <laughs> MSNBC turned to uh, none other than Peter Strzok to ask if the FBI should be trusted. And as you listen to this, I have to get better at explaining this. The splitting of media. This is purposeful. It has to be. Yes, 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 yes. Targeting in talk radio, attitudinal targeting, taking a point of view, that's all been solid uh, media theory for a long time. But these information worlds where victims of MSNBC can go through a whole life without being availed of the counter narrative. You and I can't. The, the counter narrative, the party's narrative can't be avoided. We can't watch a football game. Not that I watched the NFL anymore. I stopped about four years ago. I don't because of what they are. We can't watch an NFL football game without getting the party's point of view uh, through their propaganda. We can't, you can't listen to 15 minutes of music radio and not somehow get the party's point of view. And even if you're listening to Christian radio, you get the party's point of view. It is inescapable. Our point of view, the skeptic's point of view, the godly point of view, to the degree that God, uh, you know, it works through me to get that done because given my own devices, I'm utterly wretched. That's hard to find. So when you hear Peter Strzok, understand there's people who are listening to this who don't know a, a, a wit about this guy creating a perjury trap for, for General Flynn. They don't know a thing about his adulterous affair. They don't know a thing about this guy's apparent lack of morality. He's on with Joey Scarborough. And with the, uh, the um, what, what was that? Uh, I can't even remember it. Uh, the, <laughs> Text messages. Just all the stuff. I, I can't believe that said Donald Trump did horrible things in Russia. The oh, still right, dossier. Right, right. Still, I say, which we didn't believe from the start, I must say here. But I do want to read this first before you answer that question. It's from Wikipedia, and it talks about the Wall Street Journal uh, investigation. Comprehensive review in February 2018 of Strzok's messages concluded that tax critical of Mr. Trump represented a fraction of roughly 7,000 taxes, uh, which stretch across 384 pages and show no evidence of a conspiracy against Mr. Trump. That is, of course, from... Um, Mr. Murdoch's Wall Street Journal. So uh, despite that fact, I put that out there. The FBI makes mistakes. The church makes mistakes. People make mistakes. They screw up. Uh, should this be any reason uh, for Americans not trust that what the FBI and the DOJ are doing now is in pursuit of protecting classified documents? Well, Joe, absolutely. The American public should trust what the FBI is doing. You know, what's funny is I think back the year and a half that I spent with the team looking at Hillary Clinton's use of a private email server. There was no concern. There was no outrage on behalf of any Republican as we used search warrants, as we went out and did a very invasive investigation to try and get to the bottom of what she did or didn't do. So it's not that the FBI is targeting any one side or the other. What you see is the FBI going out on the 
day in, day out basis, objectively investigating allegations of law. It just so happens that the only thing that tends to come up in the right wing ecosphere, whether in the media or on the Hill or from President Trump, are those things where they take a personal affront because it directly impacts them. There's absolute silence when the FBI is investigating former Secretary Clinton. There's absolute silence when the FBI is doing things that isn't targeting them. So I think this is a one side one sided narrative that has been developed and amplified, particularly by President Trump. All right. Let's just piece that apart. <laughs> Did President Trump get the opportunity to interact with the FBI's investigators for about a year to agree to come in for questioning? No. Did they, with Hillary Clinton, decide to not tape record and not take video of their meetings with Hillary? Yes. Was she allowed to destroy evidence? Yes. Was Huma Abedin and Susan Rice and others, were they allowed to take their phones back and smash them with hammers, wipe them and smash them with hammers? Yes. Did they raid her home? No. Have they raided Hunter Biden's home? No. So let's go right back. Facebook scoops up our messages without subpoenas, sends them to the FBI. That's happening on one hand. On the other hand, the guy who's probably running Joe Biden, Barack Obama, who admitted he wanted to be a shadow president and in fact set up a shadow presidency organization. And that's that's a tens of millions of dollars which is nothing compared to the $700 million he has grifted post-presidency for payoffs during his time bossing the country. Doubt with this, but with our, with, with our messages, they scoop those up and send them to the FBI. The FBI couldn't be bothered to act upon the Hunter Biden laptop, couldn't be bothered to do a thing with it. Even Trump's AGs did nothing with it. Bill Barr. Who says that President Trump shouldn't have this special master, which is the referee between the FBI and Trump's team on what they can keep and look at? That's the FBI who raided his house. That same Bill Barr did nothing with the Hunter Biden laptop because Bill Barr is a member of the party. Mitch McConnell had nothing to say about the raid because he's a member of the party. Mitch McConnell doesn't care about Facebook spying on Americans' messages, conservative Americans, because Mitch is in service of the party. Speaking of the Hunter Biden laptop, Senator Ron Johnson, who is, who is seemingly becoming near heroic, he and, and Thomas Massey, and Josh Hawley, in my judgment, God willing, will be remembered as the people who came out and said, your government is not your friend. This is no longer a free country. We do not have a free media. You are in the era of the tightening of the noose. Not just informationally. They, they're not just seeking this information for fun. They're seeking usable, actionable data on us. It's our turn to go through this, guys. God be with us, and he is. And fear does not come from God, so jettison it. Give that to the Lord. 
You can tell God you're afraid and say, I, and a great prayer I've heard. Father God, I believe that you have us in your hands and I have faith. And Father, where I don't have faith, help build my faith. It's not cognitive dissonance. The Lord knows our heart. So you'll hear this interaction. As Facebook once again went to the hill, and you'll hear Ron Johnson, the senator, talking to some of his colleagues about the Hunter Biden laptop. And are they ready to come out and say, okay, okay, that was real. The Hunter Biden laptop thing was real. Are they ready to do that? Well, what do you think? What's your bet? Hey, you're right. But you hear Ron Johnson go at them. And thank God he's doing it. Man, I'm hurting a little bit today. (laughs) So, I mean, you know the drill in my life, right? It's family, um, church. It's the gym. I'm hurting just a little bit today. I got to admit that I made myself kind of sore this weekend. I didn't think that, uh, I didn't think a 130 pound sandbag tossing that around. You, You pick it up from the floor. They're hard to pick up. There's no handles on the stinking things. Um, picking it up from the floor and then uh, doing a hip pop, tossing the thing over your shoulder, you know, combining that and a bunch of other things together would make me this sore, but it does. And I realized that I was not thanking God uh, for the time in the gym. And I started to do that. It started to bear fruit for me. Uh, I also went on a trail run and this is a weighted trail run. This is a bit of a uh, ritual for me. And I probably do it too often, but I just, I love it so much. I love the burden of the weight vest and I love the run and it happens to be in Tubbs Hill in Corn Lane. And this time I just ignored my watch. Uh, often I check my splits. Old man trying to be an athlete, check my splits. And I was looking down at my watch and nope, this time I ignored my watch. I put on music and I tried very hard just to praise God for the beauty, praise God for, for giving me this desire to do this, um, giving me a body at my age that can do this stuff. Crazy. I hit a PR, a, a, a personal record for that run. I just, when I got done, I looked at my watch. I said, no way. It took like four minutes off my time. And it's like a, it's like a 20 minute run. I took four minutes. It's, 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 it's a hard run, guys. So all of this eight years ago, 10 years ago, but impossible, utterly impossible. Yep. I could go into the gym. I could lift super heavy weights for, for my age, super heavy. I couldn't move. I couldn't enjoy the outdoors. I couldn't enjoy something like that challenge, the sandbag challenge. I couldn't do that. I couldn't, I couldn't do this thing that God has programmed into me. So I like a question for you. If you have a whole bunch of fat on your body, like the 150 pounds I had, can that fat hold you back from something God has programmed into you? Now, now search your heart. I'm trying to get better at thanking God for giving me this zeal for exercise. What's in you that you don't do anymore? Is it a third round of golf? Is it jumping down on the floor to roll around with toddlers? Water skiing, someone told me the weekend, they don't water ski anymore because they don't like the way they look. Snorkeling. I was talking to someone the other day, he's going to Hawaii. And she's concerned. Ah, I don't know if my family's going to go snorkeling with me. They're just concerned about the way their bodies look. 
this doesn't need to be that way. My friends at Soda Weight Loss, S-O-T-A weightloss.com, they'll help you drop the unwanted fat. They'll provide the food. They'll provide the discussion. They'll provide the nutritionist. They'll provide the cooking classes. They'll provide videos to help keep you on track. They'll provide meditation, Christian meditation videos to help keep you on track when you don't even know you're on track. They have 7,000, over 7,000 Google reviews, average 4.8 out of five stars, whatever that heartbeat thing is, that thing that God gave you that you love to do that you can't anymore, hook up with sodaweightloss.com and get that back. It's soda, S-O-T-A, weightloss.com. So in the Senate, um, they have the Facebook representatives there. We'll get to that next hour. It's an extraordinary piece. I'm going to play next hour the longest clip of audio I've ever played on a podcast. And because I'm an old radio guy, we were always cautioned, never play it. You know, it's never more than, I think, what was the rule? Never more than like a minute 20. A minute's the longest you should play in a soundbite because people forget what they're listening to. There's some wisdom to that. Because people scan by in radio and, and they hear some soundbite and what show is this and who's the host and am I on the right station? Which is why the Maha, when he'd play these things and like he would say, Jip, we're going to jip the, um, the, the the press conference, stand joined and it's for join in progress. That's why Rush would jump in and go, E-I-B. Well, I'm not going to do that because the podcast is a podcast. You know what you've downloaded. But this hearing with the Facebook executive, one of the most important I've, I've heard. So you hear that next hour. This is Senator Ron Johnson addressing his colleagues on the topic of the Hunter Biden laptop. Keeping track, Facebook hid that story. They sequestered that story. Mark Zuckerberg admits they limited the sharing of that story because they wanted fewer people to see that story. That's the same Facebook that was scooping up your messages and sending them to the FBI without a warrant. This is orchestrated by the same people who are tossing around 400 bucks a pop for people to make two minute videos of certified live field propaganda about January 6th. These are the same people who are running Joe Biden, who continues to say five people were killed in that in, in this Jan 6 event. And the victims of that believe they were five cops killed by Trump supporters. They still won't talk about the role of the FBI in any of that. We live in an era of propaganda. You are living in a psyop, a constant psyop. We must be grounded in fact and truth. And the foundation of that is the word of God because it makes it harder for the lies to get into our hearts. This is Ron Johnson. The day or two after Senator Grassley and I issued our report based on U.S. documents, interviews with U.S. persons, our now committee chairman, who's then committee ranking member, issued a press release, said Peter's wide response to a Republican effort to amplify Russian disinformation. He said, I generated a partisan political report that is rooted in Russian disinformation. Mr. Chairman, do you want to retract that false allegation now? Now that we know that the Hunter Biden laptop is accurate, that there has not been one scintilla of information provided in Senator Grassley's and my report that has ever been refuted. It was 100% accurate. And yet you, as ranking member of the committee, accused me repeatedly of soliciting and disseminating Russian disinformation. Do you want to retract your false allegation here that you issued in your press release on September 23rd? Um, no, let's just focus on what we're trying to... Well, I'm focusing on this okay. because this is exactly the type of harm we can do to our political process 
when you have these big tech companies engaging in political debate, censoring one side of the political spectrum and amplifying the false allegations of another side. It's not just our political system. It's a splitting of the country. It's color revolution stuff. It's a radicalizing of the populace. That's the color revolution seek to radicalize the population in a belief that the country is inexorably broken. That's Mao Zedong. It was Mao's opinion, and he is a guy to look at on this for opinions. You take 30% of the populace, convince them that the country is inexorably broken, and it's not a matter of if there's going to be a revolution, it's a matter of when. And it doesn't need to be 30% from one side. 15% of conservatives, 15% of so-called progressives believe the country is inexorably broken. You're going to have a revolution. The country's not inexorably broken. Number one, God can change it. If enough of us turn our face back to God and way I say our face while we're on our knees in prayer and while we're being uh, observant and while we abide in God, he can choose to rescue the country, which is the second best prize in the world. The first best being our forever time with God. That is forever. Okay, that's the redemption stuff. The other is that the country is not falling apart. It's being driven apart. It's not our system that doesn't work. It's our system that's being attacked. Peter Strzok, who we just played, he put this tweet out. Now, just think about this. To him, this is morality marching. At this point, the FBI may have more cell phones than a Verizon store. Rudy Giuliani, Victoria Taunting, Michael McDonald, Scott Perry, John Eastman, Jeff Clark, Boris Epstein, Mike Roman, Mike Lindell. The FBI can't seize any of them without probable cause. They'd contain evidence of a crime. The FBI can seize whatever it wants. The FBI's long past caring about evidence of a crime. They have Facebook sending our messages to them. And if we haven't figured it out yet, never share anything on Facebook. In fact, I, 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 last time I posted on Facebook, it was a picture of a missing child I confirmed with a cop friend of mine. There's this. The DOJ carpet bombed subpoenas in an attempt to force freeze political opposition to the run up to the midterms. This is from a legal insurrection. Now, think about this. You had the Barack Obama IRS open up the files of conservative donors illegally and send those files to the DOJ illegally. And the DOJ contacted those donors illegally. Nothing happened. Now they're escalating this. Now they're sending subpoenas to freeze action from conservative donors. And we're watching it happen. Glory to God. They want this hidden. Glory to God. We're watching it happen. I saw the most, the the funniest the funniest possible meme on Facebook that I do use for show prep. I don't post to it, but I use it for for show prep. It's a picture of Mike Lindell at a baseball game with a cell phone. And this was a leftist who posted it. And so he says, liar, Lindell proven to not have had his phone seized by the FBI. (laughs) Mike Lindell's a billionaire. You think he went and bought a new phone? 
He probably just he probably just said to an assistant, hey, would you grab me a new phone? The other part of that story I love about Lindell, do you know where he was when his phone got seized? He's a billionaire, right? He's in a Hardee's drive through line. <laughs> you take real America, Lindell. I've spoken to Lindell. He's wild. Um, and, and there's a guy whose who's, uh, life was utterly changed by the Lord Jesus. Utterly changed. He was a drug addict and an alcoholic. He was a gambling addict. Do you guys know that about Lindell? That's a true story. And he's in a Hardee's drive-thru window. A multi, he could buy a Hardee's. But no, he's in the drive-thru window. And what do we have with Martha's Vineyard? The exact opposite of that. This has become so thick and the lies have become so thick that the people who tell these lies, and to me, this is part way in partly encouraging. The people who tell these lies are so divorced from the truth, they can no longer tell they're lying. Now, I know that's a lot of tells, tells, tells. It's a bit of a word salad, but they're no longer able to discern the fact that they themselves are lying. It is encouraging to me. And I'll tell you why, because if they can't see truth, they can't have victory. And if they stand opposed to God, well, they can't have victory opposed to God. No one can. We'll get to that in a second. It involves a voice you'll recognize. Hey, there are some plans that we're cooking up. And remember the last event we did? The thing that I said would happen, happened. And that was that there were people who wanted to get into the event and they could not. And so I'm giving you guys a heads up that we're thinking of taking this show on the road again. It may not be the same. It may not be, will God rescue America? I think we've done that one. I'm not really good at repeating material. One of the reasons I could never be a stand-up comic is that I'm not good at repeating material. And right now, I'm not really into telling jokes. There's just far too much in the country going on. But let me ask you this question. This is, this is, this is my question about where we're going to take this. There's two choices we're looking at. One is the Los Angeles area. Believe it or not, our, our numbers in, in the Los Angeles area are crazy good. I, so number one, thank you. Number two, Boise, Idaho. And I'll tell you why Boise. Because they're going to Seattle, Boise. And we're thinking about taking the show on the road that would be with myself. It would be with Zach Abraham. It would be with Julie Barrett, who did such a phenomenal job. People were crying during her speech, crying and laughing during her speech. And she has more to say about kids and what the party is doing to kids. Because Julie, man, she is being put through it and God is standing with her. I've tried to get my friend Tim Cruikshank, the CEO of Bone Frog Coffee, to come. And some new friends on the program to come. So my question to you is... If you're in the Los Angeles area, you're in the Boise area, or the third choice for this is Texas. We're looking at the Dallas, Texas area. I'm starting to review this and figure out where we're going to take the show on the road by asking you. So will you email us where you think the best place for this show to go on the road would be? And if you're in a position to offer a location be it a church or a venue, someplace that can hold something around 1,000 to 2,000 people is what a sweet spot is for us. Will you let us know? I'd love to hook up with you on that. You can just go to the ToddHermanShow.com and just leave a note. Just put event in the message and we'll help you. You guys will help steer this decision as to where we take the show next. And I can't wait to meet a bunch of you. We'll get a whole new generation of t-shirts for this, by the way. And yes, we're going to get a women's cut. That was my bad last time. Blame me, blame the host. This is Stacey Abrams. 
a woman unable to tell that she's lying. I have never denied that I lost. I don't live in the governor's mansion. I would have noticed. (laughs) Uh, And there's this clip that's going around and it shows me saying that we won. And what I was referring to was that we won in terms of communities that were long left out of the electoral process, finally participated in 18 at outstanding numbers. But I... I'm not delusional. (laughs) Okay. You may not be delusional, but you can't see the truth anymore. The reason this amuses me and it saddens me as well, because some people are so gone that they're just owned by the enemy. They just can't see the truth. Have you been in a circumstance where something eludes you? Uh, Like your car keys. I can't find my keys. I can't find my keys. I can't find my keys. I can't. You know that you can program yourself that way. Neurolinguistic programming works that way. A trick to finding your things is saying, I need to find. I can find. I have misplaced. But when people say, I can't find, I can't find, I can't find, that can actually program your mind so I can't. She can't. They can't see truth. Now, in one aspect of this, this is horribly frightening because tyranny needs people like Stacey Abrams. They need people like Hank Johnson. On the other hand, we can see it. And it's not like we aren't abused by having to hear their points of view all the time. Do I need to prove that she can't see truth? Here's also some Stacey Abrams. Let's be clear. This is not a speech of concession. Because concession means to acknowledge an action is right, true, or proper. As a woman of conscience and faith, I cannot concede that. But my assessment is the law currently allows no further viable remedy. Stacey Abrams became a star for the Democratic Party amid her historic run to become governor of Georgia. She ended her campaign on Friday on a pointed note, is now pledging to continue litigation to reform the state's voting procedures. She ended her campaign on a poignant note of claiming she had won, except for the twisted laws. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that we can see the truth. Now, about the truth, it's precious. And it can seep from people's minds. We go also to MSNBC. Jason Johnson is already here, though, politics and journalism professor at Morgan State University, also an MSNBC contributor. And our friend, the Democratic strategist, Aisha Mills, is back. Jason Johnson, um, Susan Bro saying that the president was following through on a promise. It's a campaign promise, but this certainly is an interesting bookend to that animating principle behind his candidacy today. Yes, I mean, this is something that Joe Biden has believed in. And if you believe the story, which I do, that he said is like, I had no intention of running for president. Ah. He was the he was the retired war hero out in the mountain chopping wood. And Charlottesville brought him back into the fight. That He, he was the retired war hero, war hero out chopping wood. And, and it was Charlottesville that brought him back. A man who said of Barack Obama, ah, storybook, man. Uh, it's uh, a Negro with no discernible uh, Negro accent unless he wants one. And he's clean, man. It's storybook. It's storybook, man. We, we can sell this uh, uh, feed the ducks all day long with this Obama kid, this uh, this boy. Uh, sorry, the kid. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Storybook. The truth. Never stop speaking it. Never let your kids ever ever sit in the lies. I'm getting emails and phone calls from friends 
in the Coeur d'Alene, Idaho area. Oh, what's that? The schools are teaching pronouns in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Take that memo that you get from home and write on it. My children will not live in lies. Never speak to my child about pronouns. If you cannot take your kids out of the government schools, you have to be in the government schools. I am begging you. I know you work. I do too. Every day you need to be in there. Any suggestion of this, any politics, you must be in there. You must explain to your kids from the very, very beginning. I erred, guys. I soft-soaped the issue of gay marriage with my daughter because I wanted to be popular dad. Yes, I said, yeah, the Bible says it's a sin and God knows people's hearts. I didn't come out and say it is a sin, like adultery is a sin, like stealing is a sin. And people can have those feelings and we love them because we have family members with these feelings. We love them. We'll never stop loving them. And we beg them to not engage in the actions from the feelings. On the topic of the state, watch the news with your kids. Teach them to spot the lies. Make it a class. They could fall into the other side. That is people like Stacey Abrams, who legitimately, I believe, cannot see the truth. Because God will allow people to blind themselves. After all, he's not doing it to them. Praise God for bringing this truth to us and let us be the people who take truth into the world. If you're on the side of spying on messages and giving them to the government without a subpoena, if you're on the side of suppressing truthful information because it's inconvenient, if you're on the side of pretending people were born in the wrong body, if you're on the side of pretending it was an insurrection, if you're on the side of pretending Joe Biden is a war hero, even by suggestion, if you're on the side of saying, oh, I never said what I've said for the past four years, you live in lies. And the truth is not with you. And let us be the people who remind our loved ones, our family members, particularly our young loved ones, that it's easy to fall into this seduction of lies. It takes a little one, like remaining silent in the face of lies. That too is a lie. Speak out, take the word of God into the public square at all costs. This is the Todd Herman Show. Now please go be well, be strong, be kind, and yes, yes, let us take the word of God into the public square.